The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 336 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from medical practice. Our topic today is choosing cancer treatments. Now, the U.S. National Cancer Institute recognizes that patients do have choices in their cancer treatment, choices such as complementary and alternative medicine. But the Cancer Institute cautions that complementary and alternative medicine treatments do not work for everyone. And the Institute also explains that because cancer cells keep multiplying out of control, chemotherapy is a drug therapy that is used to kill cancer cells or to stop them from multiplying. And that also can harm healthy cells, causing side effects such as nausea, vomiting, tiredness, pain and hair loss. Now, the American Society of Clinical Oncology explains that oncology is a branch of science focused on cancer, that medical professionals who practice oncology are called oncologists or cancer specialists, and that personalized cancer medicine is a new approach to cancer care, which uses the person's genetic makeup to better understand their cancer and the treatment and treatments it needs, all of which is why our topic, choosing cancer treatments, is so important to family caregivers and their family members. Now, to discuss it, our guests are Dr. Carl Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. Carl is a registered nurse with two master's degrees and a doctorate in public health and wellness with 60 years experience as a nurse practitioner, educator, author and researcher. He's received national recognitions including the Distinguished Career in Public Health Award from the American Public Health Association that was in 1999. He has a listing in most major national references including Who's Who, Who's Who in American Nursing, Outstanding Educator in America, Men of Achievement, and two listings in Wikipedia. He's been host of the Holistic Health Show on BBS Radio. Carl has been host of the Holistic Health Show, as I said, and his books include You Can Beat Lung Cancer Using Alternative Integrative Interventions. Now, Christian, a former professor of public law, 
organic farmer and naturopath in France is focused on holistic oncology. As a lawyer, he's litigated medical and legal malpractice actions in the US as well as human rights cases at the European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg. As visiting adjunct law professor at the Gonzaga Law School in Spokane, Washington, he set up the International Human Rights Law Section. He was educated at Bordeaux's Law School, the Pierre et Marie Curie Faculty of Medicine in France, the Association Scientifique des Médecins Acupuncteurs de France, among other educational institutions, as far as a field as Israel, including the United States and Europe. So welcome to the show, Carl and Christian. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you. Okay, now let's start with Carl. Please tell us about your personal experience of lung cancer. Carl? First, I'd like to thank you, Gordon, for the opportunity to be on your show. I always like to be able to tell people about alternative ways of dealing with cancer. So it's a pleasure to be here. Now, my cancer journey started in 1974 with a dream. And I pay attention to my dreams because I believe that this is one way that God speaks with us through our dreams and through intuition and so forth. So I went to my primary doctor for an x-ray, and the x-ray came back with a spot that had not been there previously. So he asked if I would go in for a biopsy, which I did. I had the biopsy, and it came back with a positive for lung cancer. So the surgeon and the primary doctor come, and they talk with me about chemotherapy and surgery. And I said, wait a minute. I don't make snap decisions. I go home. I pray about it, I make a rational decision, and they said, well, you'll be dead in six months, and I kept saying, but that's my responsibility. Your responsibility is to tell me the pros and cons of chemotherapy and surgery, and my responsibility is to make the decision. So I came home, and I had a good friend named Ursula, who was in my uh, spiritual group, and Ursula offered to watch her dreams, to pray for guidance, and so forth. And then we would compare our dreams. And she also asked if I would like a psychic reading. And I said, well, I've never had one, but what do I have to lose? So I had a psychic reading. And we compared all of the results, and everything came back that I should treat it naturally. So I, Ursula knew a physician in northern Virginia who had been very successful using Laetril and other natural interventions. So she gave me his phone number and address, and I went to him, and he provided the physical aspects of treatment, and then I added mental and spiritual aspects. Right. And Carl, I did this. Carl, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm just going to have to interrupt you just okay. for the sake of this tyranny of time, but we're going to come back to the things you're talking about. Right, right. Now, Chris, Christian, please tell us about your interest in holistic approaches to cancer. Carl? Christian? Uh, yes, and also thank you for the uh, invitation. My interest in holistic approaches to cancer comes from my belief that a science-based systemic or holistic treatment of diseases and suffering is clinically superior 
to the symptomatic drug and surgery-based conventional medical system we have today. I first began, became convinced of this truth many years ago when I investigated the Antoine Priore electromagnetic machine in the Bordeaux area, which was regressing tumors holistically via electromagnetism. After this introduction to electromedicine, I went to medical, medical school in Paris, and I learned a little more about what good medicine is not, meaning more drugs, more surgery, and other symptom destruction modalities that don't really respect Dr. Hippocrates' guiding principle, primum non nocerer, first do no harm. It was in France's prestigious acupuncture Chinese medicine school called École Française d'Acupuncture, which is governed by the Association Scientifique des Médecins Acupuncteurs de France, and you also pronounce that very well, uh, as well as the CNAMS Nutritional School and a naturopathy school in South France, where I learned about addressing the root causes of diseases and suffering from the holistic viewpoint, taking in consideration the patient's individuality, uh, the, uh, the, the health recipient's emotional life, the energy field, the physiological imbalances, biochemical pathways, lifestyle, the person's environment, versus the allopathic medical model where the general approach is based on a one-size-fits-all pill or procedural technique for such and such a symptom. Many years after my medical studies, I started to witness more and more friends and both my parents dying from cancer conventional treatments. As a result, my interest in holistic approaches skyrocketed. I stopped teaching law, and in 2000, I established a holistic health and education retreat center in the mountains of the Eastern Pyrenees in South France, where cancer-diagnosed health enthusiasts come for education and lifestyle change, from detoxification to nutritional guidance. Christian, I'm going to interrupt you there for the same reason I interrupted Carl, because time's getting a bit tight, but you will have time later on to talk about these things because they're very important. So, Carl, please tell us just briefly about the book you wrote, You Can Beat Lung Cancer Using Alternative Integrative Interventions. Carl. Well, I had about nine chapters, and I started with a chapter that talked about the background information demographics, incidence, prevalence, staging, and so forth. Then I give my story of what I used and uh, what was successful with lung cancer for me. Then I had a chapter in what I have done since to prevent a recurrence, and it's been 38 years since I was uh, overcome cancer. Then I have a chapter by Dr. Bernie Siegel on the mind-body connection and lung cancer a chapter by Dr. James Forsyth and Dr. Francisco Contreras on alternative treatments that are less invasive and much more effective than traditional, a chapter by Dr. Kim Dossel on nutrition and, and uh, lung cancer, a chapter by Tanya Harder-Pierce on Protocell, uh, because I wanted a low-cost home treatment program for people that could not afford uh, to go to clinics and so forth, and lastly, a chapter on how you carry out the holistic treatments, such as how to meditate, how to write affirmations, how to strengthen one's faith, how to check for radon, how to stop smoking, and so forth. 
Very good. Now, I'm going to move to Christian because time's tight, as it always is. So, Christian, please tell us about the movie on holistic oncology that you're working on. Christian? Uh, yes, uh, certainly. The first part of the documentary covers the limitations of allopathic or conventional oncology, wherein I show that this medical approach is not really sustainable and not very efficient, safe, and cost-friendly. Thereafter, I examine the evidence that supports holistic oncology success, including many testimonies from over 10 patients who reversed their cancers holistically to over 20 international cancer experts and holistic passionados, uh, most of whom are medical doctors and all of whom confirm the clinical superiority of integrative and holistic oncology over mainstream allopathic oncology. These award-winning experts corroborate via testimony the materiality of hundreds of advanced cancer reversals with holistic and integrative uh, medical savoir-faire, including but not limited to advanced pancreatic malignancies. And most of these claims are not only based on anecdotal evidence, but, are, but also based on prospective trials and clinical uh, data, most of which has been published. The last right. part of the documentary is devoted to how the law can help to reverse the ongoing cancer epidemic, the litigation scenario of which will be vividly portrayed. Right. Now we're going to come back. To, we're going to come back to that in the later segment. But time's up on this one, so we have to take the break, and we'll do that now. And then we're coming back. So this is Dr. Gordon Atherley. My guests are Dr. Carl Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. I'm Dr. Carl 
Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. Our topic is choosing cancer treatments. So, both of you, let's now talk about holistic approaches and holistic oncology. Starting first with Carl, please tell us more about the holistic interventions for lung cancer. As you describe these in your book, you can beat lung cancer using alternative integrative interventions. Carl. Thank you. Um, my um, interventions were based on a theory that cancer is a nutritional deficiency of laetrile or vitamin B17. And so the doctor prescribed um, laetrile. I took 2,000 milligram a day. Uh, I ate apricot kernels, which are high in laetrile. And the theory behind it is that there is cyanide in the laetrile, and it, um, it is activated by the enzymes around the cancer cells but does not affect the normal cells because they do not have those same enzymes. I took pancreatic enzymes because they soften the cancer cells so it's easier for the laetrile to enter. I, took, I uh, took zinc daily because it helps carry the laetrile to the cancer site. I took therapeutic doses of vitamin A, and by therapeutic, I mean I started with 300,000 international units, then I went to 100,000, and then I went to 50,000 for a year. and. As your listeners may know, 5,000 is the recommended daily dose. And the reason for this was that it would prevent normal cells from converting to cancer cells. And about three months ago, I read the research that they have now proved that that really happens. Now, I also took a high-dose vitamin A to help with the, uh, you know, the um, side effects of the high dose of vitamin A, and then I took other vitamins and minerals and herbs. I was on a vegan-type diet that was 75% raw fruit and vegetables with some additional cooked grains and nuts, but no uh, simple protein. I mean, no protein and no simple carbohydrates. Then I added to this the mental spiritual prayer, meditation, visualization, affirmation, serving others, I tried to strengthen my patience and forgiveness and some of the spiritual uh, attributes. I uh, maintained a smoke-free environment. I aired my house when I could. I had my house checked for radon, which are all um, causal factors. And then after the uh, cancer was over, I tried to be active in my professional organizations and in other ways to bring about political change as right. far as alternative treatments and insurance. Christian, I'm going to take over, ask you to take over from Carl just because of the time, but we'll be going back to all of those things that Carl was talking about. So, Christian, please tell us how your documentary, your, your, your uh, movie, will explain holistic oncology and its benefits. Christian? Uh, yes, so the documentary will explain a holistic oncology via testimonies, interviews and an analysis of the available scientific evidence. We show that via holistic oncology, we are able to activate key biological, chemical, and biophysical pathways and signaling networks that impact not only the body's innate immune system, which is key, but also the expression 
idle genes. In particular, we demonstrate that the bad genes, which are known as oncogenes, can be down-regulated or the DNA repair genes or the tumor suppressor genes can be upregulated or activated. Out of many other pieces of proofs uh, and illustrations that the home movie examines, I will briefly invoke three. So the first of these illustrations is based on a prostate cancer uh, group. They had a three-month protocol based on lifestyle, plant-based foods, yoga, imagery, meditation, breathing, etc. And this was the result after uh, three months. They had a number of the good uh, genes which were upregulated, and 453 of the bad genes which were downregulated. And they were able to prove, and this was published in peer-reviewed journals, that just lifestyle is able to modulate gene expression in prostate cancer. Um, a professor and geneticist at the University of California says this about this study, Dr. Hack. It is absolutely intriguing that lifestyle change can have such an uh, effect on the, uh, as the most powerful drugs available to us now. So this is the that, first illustration of what holistic oncology is. Then I very have powerful illustration, Christian. Going to stop you because of the time, um, but we'll come back to it. Carl, please tell us why you believe that a holistic approach to lung cancer can provide an alternative medical treatment. In other words, it's what it really holds you to this belief that you have. Carl. Well, my belief is based on a public health concept that there is no single cause-effect relationship between exposure to a disease agent and a disease. For example, not everyone exposed to smoking or everyone who smokes is going to get lung cancer. Some people are, some people aren't. And not all lung cancer patients have smoked. So rather, there are multiple factors. And in public health, we talk about man, agent, and environment that lead up to a disease process. And some of the things might be, you know, for the host, might be poor nutrition, might be increased stress, lack of sleep, a weakened immune system, and some of these things. And environmental things might be cigarette smoking, radon, asbestos in the environment, or other chemicals that weaken the lungs. Agent factors might include a higher level of smoking at one time than another, or moving to a house that has radon, where you haven't lived in a house with radon around it before. So it seems that if there are multiple factors that lead up to a disease process, then there should be multiple factors that resolve the process. And so most traditional doctors or the alter some of the alternative doctors focus only on the physical, but it seems like there needs to be more emphasis on the spiritual, on the mental, on relationships and environment, and research now supports many of these things, such as nutrition, prayer, affirmation, visualization, and so forth. Very strong. Now, Christian, I want you to tell us why you believe that holistic oncology can provide an alternative to medical treatment. In other words, what's the basis for your personal belief? Christian? Well, yes, as because of my uh, legal background, I tend to look at things uh, as a detective, you know, uh, searching for the hot evidence. And uh, here, 
there is enough evidence to say that holistic oncology is clinically superior to conventional oncology. And I have uh, uh, four pieces of testimonial uh, proofs. The first comes from Dr. Gordon. He is one of the documentaries interviewee who has uh, over 50 years of medical practice. He's the one who says in the trailer that prostate cancer is so easy to reverse that he gets bored, you know, uh, out of uh, humor. But this is what he says, and he kind of sums up the situation pretty well. I quote, cancer is entirely preventable and largely treatable, even in advanced stages, if you do not go to mainstream doctors because they are not on the right track. Metastatic cancer has a 2.55-year survival rate in mainstream uh, uh, oncology for the solid cancers. Alternative do- doctors prove 38 to 60 plus percent five-year survival is possible. The best medical doctors uh, in the alternative field are now reluctant to take cases that have had chemo and radiation as they have made the body weaker and the tumor stronger. They make the cancer harder to treat as they do not kill the cancer stem cells, which just become more resistant to therapy. Tumor size reduction is a waste of time. The focus must switch to survival and quality of life, focusing on making a tumor shrink with chemo radiation is a fool's game. This is a medical oncologist who has 50 years of practice who says this. The second um, piece of evidence comes from Dr. Contrera in Mexico, who has been doing prospective trials for decades, and he uh, says this, I quote, it is clear that Oasis of Hope patients are doing considerably better than those receiving the average standard of care in the U.S. In fact, five-year cancer survival in each of these cancers, and there are over a dozen of them, is at least two to three-fold higher than in patients receiving conventional cancer therapy. And the third testimony is Dr. Levy from Paris, France, who has worked with Dr. Neiper. Both of them are well-known in Europe. And he says, I quote, at least 80% of cancers can be reversed with alternative oncology. And finally, Dr. Forsythe, who uses integrative oncology. It's the best of the two. Holistic oncology is a little more restrictive. And he says this, after 33 months, with 450 stage four adult cancer patients, we have a phenomenal survival rate of 59%. So nowhere can you get this percentage in uh, alternative in uh, conventional oncology. Uh, 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 holistic oncology has two to ten times um, uh, clinical superiority. Uh, there aren't, of course, as many studies as conventional oncology because of the finances, but we do have more and more. And my belief that holistic oncology should replace allopathic oncology comes also from a personal experience with my retreat center. When a patient combined clinical nutrition to heat, oxygen, immunoenhancement, detoxification, and a few other techniques, the home documentary goes into those uh, 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 for those patients who are upbeat and proactive, the results are usually much better than those uh, who use an allopathic oncology pathway. So you I have a few of my elements as to why I believe holistic oncology is a credible 
alternative to conventional oncology. Right. Now, once again, it's time to take the break, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Azale. My guests are Dr. Carl Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We will be back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Carl Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. Our topic is choosing cancer treatments. Now, both of you, let's talk about the medical profession's opinions on holistic approaches and holistic oncology as alternatives to medical treatment of cancer. Now, Carl, starting with you, what are the problems that may arise for individuals when they are first informed by a medical doctor that they have lung cancer? Carl. Well, first, I think they have concerns about themselves and their families, and they have questions like, will I die? How long do I have to live? Will I be sick? Can I continue working? Things like this. And I think here the problem is that the doctor is frequently quick to jump to a prognosis of three months to live or six months to live, and I think that is a big disservice to the uh, clients or the patients because of the mind-body connection that people really believe the doctor and he says you're going to live three months, they'll live three months. He might better say you're going to live 20 years, so they'll live 20 years. A second problem is 
the options that are available, and if when you go to the traditional doctor, he will usually discuss chemo, surgery, and radiation. No discussion of alternative natural interventions. For example, my brother died last year from radiation. You know, he had lung cancer. He was 91. They gave him five days a week for five weeks radiation. He lost 65 pounds. He had no energy. He got up to go to the bathroom. He couldn't walk. They put him in the hospital. They told him that he, uh, the tumor had not shrunk, and within two weeks he was dead. I think that he would have lived longer without any treatment. He, I don't think necessarily he'd have been cured, but he'd have lived longer and would certainly have been more comfortable. So that's a problem. Then how much will treatment cost? And the problem here is that often insurance will only pay for chemo, surgery, radiation. Then how effective is chemo and surgery? And the research is showing, oh, I'm sorry, I got messed up here. <laughs> Go on. With, with my notes. Uh, often people cannot afford um, to have the alternative, so they go ahead, they have the chemo, they have the surgery, they have the radiation, and then when it's not successful, they find some way to go for alternative treatments like mortgaging their house or finding another drastic way to pay for it, and by then it might, not, it might be too late, and this is why I think the problem and political action is necessary here. And most patients arrive at their doctor in stage four, but they're having a lot of success, as Christian said, with uh, Dr. Forsyth. And a last concern is that they wonder, will I be sick from the treatment? And as we know, there's numerous side effects from traditional treatment, none right. that I know of from alternative uh, treatment, except Dr. Contreras did say that patients having high-dose vitamin C do have extreme thirst. Right. Carl, we're going to stop you there and go to Christian simply because of the time. But Christian, question for you. Please highlight for us your experience of the opinions expressed by the medical profession when it's asked to say what it thinks about holistic oncology. Christian? Uh, yes. To my knowledge, outside of genuine conventional science, just about all conventional medical professions debunk integrative and holistic oncology as ineffective, unsafe, costly, and equally. Consider this piece of allegation from the American Cancer Society. The American Cancer Society strongly urges, I quote, uh, patients not to seek treatment with potentially hazardous metabolic nutritional therapies including the Gerson, Manor, and Contreras regimens in Mexican border clinics. Excessive use of coffee enemas can cause infections, dangerous electrolyte deficiencies, and death, especially when combined with fasting. This is one example of their propaganda. I know this is misleading because I visited four times many of these Mexican Tijuana border cancer clinics and met a number of the oncologists there, and uh, uh, they do many German and Japanese and other good techniques, even though you do find abuse and neglect in alternative medicine. But in general, the holistic health professionals are trying their best to correct and 
perfect a flawed conventional medical system whose results are, are quite poor. What is but, clear with the years is that most of the official allopathic oncology authorities either can't or do not want to understand simple science, let alone are they willing to experiment inexpensive holistic approaches. Too often, high salaries depend on not understanding science. I quote from the Journal of the National Cancer Institute. Uh, uh, they say this, private practice oncologists typically derive two-thirds of their income from selling chemotherapy. You can find this confirmation in the New York Times and other journals. So it's very difficult to argue with these chemos when uh, their salary depends on uh, uh, promoting uh, chemotherapy. Fair point. Now, Christian, I'm sorry I'm going to have to stop you just because of the tyranny of time, but you, you do have another chance at this. Carl, what are the problems that may arise for individuals receiving medical treatment for lung cancer, such as chemotherapy? What are those problems? Carl? Well, first, there's the immediate side effects of chemo, such as fatigue, hair loss, pain, uh, anemia, uh, their mouth and, and throat problems, and many others. Radiation, they have skin problems, itching, dryness of uh, the skin, blistering. And then second, there are long-term or late effects of chemo and radiation that may occur many years later. One effect is that the lungs may not work as well as they did earlier. Uh, another is that there is a thickening of the lung lining. There may be inflammation of the lungs. There may be difficulty breathing, and all of these relate back to the chemo or the radiation. Then also the chemo and radiation may actually not be effective. There was a study on radiation for cancer in 2012 where they concluded that radiation drove breast cancer cells to greater malignancy and that researchers found that even when radiation killed a half of the set cancer cells, the ones that were resistant were 30 times more likely to cause tumors than the non-radiated cells. And another piece of research in 2012 concluded that chemotherapy with some cancer patients actually causes tumor to grow by causing normal cells in the area to release a compound that stimulates cancer growth, leading to treatment resistance. Now, Carl, that's very strong, uh, what you've just said. And <laughs> I, want to, I, uh, I, I want to carry forward your question, also Christian, but by putting to him this question. Christian, how do you respond to the medical profession's opinions about holistic oncology as an alternative or as alternatives to medical treatment for cancer. In other words, Christian, what do you say to the doctors? Uh, yes, well, basically most of them, you know, as I said, except the ones who have an open scientific mind, uh, will uh, uh, discredit holistic and even integrative oncology and not think it's a credible alternative. The way I respond to that is by uh, respectfully uh, showing that their characterization is but a mirror projection of their own failure uh, in this so-called war against cancer. And there are hundreds of examples, a few of which I will go into. Take the case of mammograms. 
uh, we have now proof, and this comes from the Washington Post, that over one million women were unnecessarily treated for breast cancer because of uh, uh, the mammogram detection technique. I quote, the routine use of mammograms has led to more than one million women being unnecessarily treated for breast cancer over the past three decades, according to the latest scientific report to cast skepticism on the effectiveness of the test. The study published Wednesday in the New York Journal of Medicine concluded that nearly one-third of women diagnosed with breast cancer would never have developed a full-blown disease if left untreated. Exhibit number uh, two, and this comes from the U.S. Uh, uh, News Journal. I quote, researchers at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston found that more than 80% of people with advanced colon cancer and nearly 70% with advanced lung cancer thought that chemo could cure the diseases. And these are especially the elderly people because they were misled by doctors or the doctors wanted to be nice guys and, and, get, and give them uh, hope. But all of this is mis misleading. Uh, exhibit number uh, uh, three or, or C is uh, the, the situation of uh, uh, chemo for solid cancers. I quote from the Journal of Clinical Oncology, the overall contribution of curative and adjuvant cytotoxic chemotherapy to five-year survival in adults was estimated to be 2.3 in Australia and 2.1 in the United States. In other words, there are fewer than 3% of Americans who do basically just chemo, but uh, who, uh, who will make it to, to five years. This is for the solid cancers. And this was a meta-analysis made from hundreds of prospective uh, studies and epidemiological uh, published uh, uh, studies. For the liquid cancers, the figures are, are much better. But for the solid cancers, it is really a failure. This year alone, over 600,000 Americans will lose their lives to cancer with uh, allopathic uh, treatment protocols. During Nixon's war against Vietnam drugs and cancer, there were one out of 10 Americans who contracted a cancer diagnosis. 30 years ago, one in four. And today, we have one, uh, close to 50% of all Americans will, will be diagnosed with at least one cancer during uh, their lifetime, and over 20% of this population will die within five years and many more after the five-year cutoff date. I'm going to stop I, you there, Christian, only because we've run out of time on this one, but I'm going to ask you both key questions about these powerful things that you've been saying. So we'll take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Everly, and my guests are Dr. Carl Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We will be back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? 
Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Carl Helvey and Dr. Christian Joubert. Our topic is choosing cancer treatments. Now, let's talk about the things you both would like to do to promote discussion about holistic approaches and holistic oncology as alternatives to the medical treatment of cancer. So starting with you, Carl, what more would you like to do to promote discussion about holistic approaches as alternatives for the treatment of lung cancer? Carl. Well, at this point, I've done about 125 radio and television shows on holistic approaches to lung cancer. And I will continue doing these as long as I receive invitations or find people that will listen to me. Uh, secondly, I maintain sites on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and I discuss and interact with a lot of people and, and different cancer sites that are searching. And uh, so that's a good site to talk about alternative. Many of them are just interested in alternative. Third, I would act as a resource for about 60 cancer patients every month who contact me for help uh, in finding proper resources, and I hope that will continue. And last, uh, I'm in the final stages of obtaining a 501c tax, tax exemption for a holistic cancer foundation that will provide education and funding for research and patient care and some political action uh, involving holistic approaches to cancer. Now, let me switch to Christian. What more would you like to do um, to promote discussion about holistic oncology for the treatment of cancer? What would you like to do? Christian? Well, one of the first priorities uh, I would like to promote is uh, the holistic oncology's focus on prevention. Um, there is a uh, urgency here because only 3% of resources are uh, uh, given to prevention, and 97% of the government resources goes 
into pharmaceutical research and other medical forms of uh, procedures. Um, I would like to also promote my uh, Facebook uh, fan page, which is called Holistic Oncology Movie, where you can find uh, some uh, uh, free information and a few of the clips of the documentary, including uh, the uh, trailer movie. There is a blog that is also called HolisticOncologyMovie.com. And one of my uh, interests is also to establish two other centers, one in the U.S. and another one in the tropical countries because of the importance of sunlight. Uh, and these would function synergistically with a French uh, campus so that we can share life-saving information and help uh, fix the public health system. Thank you. Carl, different question. When a medical doctor gives an individual the diagnosis of lung cancer, there you are sitting opposite the doctor, and mm -hmm. the doctor looks up from the chart and says, you have lung cancer. What, Carl, do you think are the two most important questions that the individual, the patient, should ask the doctor? Carl? Well, first, I would think that the asking of what are the pros and cons of the treatment that the doctor is proposing, and second, what has been his success for five-year survival for patients at, that, at a comparable stage that you have, using his proposed treatment. And I think these questions are important because it helps the patient remain in control of their care. And I think that this is very important as part of their recovery process to have some control over what happens to them. Let me just ask you a quick follow-up. What do you mean by five-year survival? Please explain that to us. Well, uh, Dr. Forsyth, who uh, wrote a chapter in my book, talks about five-year survival, and he followed a cohort of stage four cancer patients over five years to get a percentage of what, uh, what percentage survived, and, and as a result was able to compare his survival rate with the traditional, and the traditional for stage four is about three to five percent. His at the time that he wrote the chapter, which was two years ago, was 46 and Christian said now it's 59% because Dr. Forsyth is always improving upon his treatments and doing research on cohorts. So that allows him to compare, you know, because if you look at all cancer patients and compare them with stage five, four, you know, you'll get different results that aren't really accurate. It's like apples and oranges. So he goes five-year survival, but all for stage five, I mean stage four cancer patients. Fair enough. So just very quickly, I'm going to read back, say something back to you. Five years survival means that you're still alive after yes. five years. Right. Okay. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. Christian, when a medical doctor gives an, an individual the diagnosis of cancer, what do you think are the two most important questions that the individual should ask the doctor? Christian. Yes, very, very good question, and in a complementary uh, way to what Carl said, the patient should ask the medical doctor to inform him or her on all credible scientific options in terms of not only treatment techniques, but also diagnostic techniques uh, 
And, of course, this includes corrective, advanced, integrated, and holistic oncology. Not only does the patient have the right to benefit from this information, but it is also the physician's duty to secure informed consent. The doctor must give the patient all credible options for both diagnosis and treatments as well as what can happen if the patient refuses to do anything. This is the law in most countries. Ideally, the medical doctor should also give the patient supporting published studies regarding all of what he or she recommends. Just this policy could save tens of thousands of lives each year. The second question a freshly cancer diagnosed patient should ask is oncologist is um, 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 to give him or her the, the names or phone numbers of five to ten of his patients who are still alive five or ten years after the treatment and with what kind of quality of life. Connected to this question, the patient should follow up by asking for prospective studies that support the oncologist's protocol and success rate. Because even if the doctor gives five phone numbers, of survivors who have made it to five or 10 years, this is not necessarily significant because five patients out of 100 is only 5% success rate. Science-based protocols should give the patient at least a 50% survival rate in five years uh, and also look at 10 years because many of these allopathic treatments will produce secondary cancers after five years, and this is one of the reasons why they have the five-year cutoff dates. It's for Statistics, as Mark Twain used to say, there are three big lies. Uh, the big lie, the small lie, and statistics, and this is a way to spin things. But in holistic oncology, for most cancers, we are able to do much better than allopathic uh, methods. To conclude, the uh, documentary Home establishes that holistic oncology is clinically superior to allopathic oncology in that it is more efficient, safer, more cost-effective. Holistic oncology is nothing less than advanced and corrective medicine. It therefore needs to become the next legal standard of care if we're about to reverse the cancer epidemic, fix public finances, and reduce human suffering. And this is all of what the home or the holistic oncology movie is about. And if you go on the fan page of uh, Facebook, you will see a few clips um, if you email uh, uh, us, you get a 15% discount for the DVD when it will come out, and you will okay. find liking it. You will get all of the latest updates. Going to have to stop you there because, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this extremely interesting and important episode of Family Caregivers Unite. And what you've both been saying in the last two questions, the answers that you gave, is that the patient must be given by the doctor sufficient information to be able to make a choice mm -hmm. among the treatments often. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that's the mess. If I may say so, that's the message I got. And I think it's a very powerful message. And all I can say to you is thank you, first of all, for this episode. And thank you also for being so clear. And thank you also for raising the point, yes, there is a choice, and to make a choice, people need to be informed. And you're also making the point that sometimes people, patients, are not well enough informed about what the choices are. So that's my reason for wishing you all success to both of you in your work. 
I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be creating website memorials for loved ones. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.